Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What is going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's show is brought to you by Audible. And with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you get a free download right now and a free month. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash ramshowcase. Uh, we do have some news to get into. We'll get into that. And this is the, the final the final quarter of the season that we'll be breaking down. The fourth quarter of the season. We got two home games, two road games to wrap up the year. We'll be looking at those. And then, of course, uh, we've got our fan casos on the other side. And we've got some solid fan casos, so you're not going to want to miss those. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop right into it, though. Uh, we have transactions, a couple transactions for you guys. Uh, nothing too crazy. LaMarcus Joyner did get removed from the non-football injury list after he did pass his physical. So turns out that that's why he was placed on that is because he just needed to take his physical. And he passed that, was taken off the list, was only on it for one day. So no concern there uh, regarding LaMarcus Joyner. And if you saw that little teaser video put out by the Rams on the 31st, which was yesterday because it's August 1st right now, uh, Joyner totally, he man, he was trying to take off Farrell Cooper's heads first day of practice with pads on. So, so Joyner's feeling good. All right. Uh, some other transactions for you. The Rams did waive wide receiver Aaron Lacombe and he was signed last week and then quickly waived this week. The Rams did, however, sign wide receiver Kendall Thompson, who sits at 26 years old. He was a 2016 undrafted free agent for the Washington Redskins. So of course, Sean McVay knows who he is. As a rookie, he was on the practice squad the entire year for the Redskins. And then in 2017, he was signed to a futures contract with the Redskins. He was added to IR on, uh, was that August 13th, 2017, and then released on August 18th, 2017. Did not play last year and now has been signed by the Rams. We will keep an eye on him as camp progresses. All right. Uh, uniform update. I'm sure most of you guys have heard about this by now, but I did want to talk about it because this is Ram Showcase, and that's what we do. So the Rams will wear white on white for the first four home games, and that does include two preseason games uh, that the Rams will be in, those white on whites. And then for the final five games at the Coliseum, the United Airways Coliseum, Airlines Coliseum, uh, yeah, I'm still trying to get used to that. Uh, they will wear their throwbacks. That's the blue with the yellow horn on the shoulder, really cool jerseys that everybody seems to love. And then uh, two times this year, the Rams will wear color rush uniforms. That will be in Mexico uh, versus the Chiefs and then at the 49ers. That game is also, uh, the 49ers will be in their white throwbacks for that game. So it'll be yellow versus white throwbacks for the Niners. And then, of course, the Rams in yellow, which will be really cool. This is something that I did talk about, what was it, 
uh, I think it might have been last week or two weeks ago that when the 49ers announced that they would be wearing their white throwbacks against the Rams in that game, in that primetime game, uh, I mentioned that the Rams very well could be wearing the color rush uniforms, and that is the case. They will be in those. Uh, new uniforms are still expected come the 2020 season, and we are still expecting some kind of fan input. We don't know exactly what that fan input will look like and what the fans will have to say, but I'm assuming it will look something similar to the way that the Rams did the the fan votes for the pants and the helmet. Of course, the Rams fans didn't really have a lot of choice there. They were going to go to the white horn and they were going to go to blue and white pants. Uh, the fans had a choice of two stripes down the pants or just a single. And of course, on the helmets, they had the choice of a blue face mask or a white face mask. We know that the single stripe pants won and the white face mask won because, well, that's what the Rams are wearing. So it just makes sense that that's what won. And we will be, uh, of course, I mean, we have some time. I'm not going to go too deep into this vote. Uh, but uh, when that comes up, I will absolutely keep you guys super up to date. Uh, this will be 2020, so I'm interested to see what the show is going to look like then because that will be right when I'm finishing up school. Uh, but... You know, it's still going to be exciting, and I'm still going to be doing Ram Showcase. Rest assured, still going to be doing that. Uh, Some news for you guys. Jamon Brown says that marijuana was found in his vehicle, and that is what led to the suspension. It is unclear whether Jamon Brown was partaking in said marijuana, or if it was just in his car, maybe it was a friend's, something like that. That we still don't know, but Jamon Brown did speak out and say that uh, marijuana was found in his car, led to a two-game suspension. That does violate the league's policy on substance abuse. It has nothing to do with him taking it necessarily. Having it in his possession is enough for a suspension per NFL rules. I live in Colorado and most of you guys live in California, so we see a lot more leniency. But uh, as far as NFL players go, it is still a big, big no-no and two games for Jamon Brown unpaid, so he will not be getting paid for those. A fun camp note for you guys. I don't have too many camp notes for you guys uh, simply because, I mean, I've been watching the camp stuff, but I'm not in there. I'm not I'm not in Los Angeles. I'm not at the camps, anything like that. Uh, so basically all I'm hearing is from other people uh, and, and their perspective on, on things that are happening on the field. But right now what I'm hearing is one of the most impressive players is Sam Shields, the cornerback who hasn't played in quite some time, didn't play at all last year. Uh, after being released by the Packers, just sat out a full year, and uh, he's looking really good. Peters, Marcus Peters, brand new Ram, says that uh, Sam Shields' nickname is Ball Skills Shields, which is, I don't know if that's, it's not catchy. That's all, that's what I'll say about it. It's not a very catchy nickname. You can call him BS, but that's just rude, I think, so I don't know. So Ball Skills Shields is, uh, is a nickname, maybe... Maybe after I say it like a dozen or so times, I'll get used to it. Ball skills, shields. Small tongue twister there, but I think I did okay. Now, the pads are on, like I had mentioned earlier. Uh, those went on yesterday, which was the 31st. Today is the 1st of August, which means that this is the month that football begins. And tomorrow, uh, uh, hopefully you guys are not hearing me before or after this, this happens. I'm sure some of you guys will, but we got the Hall of Fame game tomorrow. And I, for one, am a big enough fan of football, I'm going to watch the crap out of that game. I don't care if it's the worst football game played all year at any level. I'm going to watch it, and I'm really excited. Actually, one thing to watch in that game is how the Ravens actually handle their quarterback situation. And 
uh, Lamar Jackson because that will give us a little bit of a taste on what the Rams are going to see in their first preseason game, which happens to be at the Baltimore Ravens. Next week, of course, the Rams will be in Baltimore early practicing with the Raider, or Ravens uh, leading up to that game. So uh, this is going to be something to watch, I would say. And uh, I would like to see Jackson in for a decent amount of time. Honestly, I don't think they really need to see too much about what Joe Flacco is doing, although word is he's really impressing in camp. So we'll have to see. But uh, what I'm excited to see in that first game, uh, and of course, we'll talk about this a lot more next week. Uh, but what I'm looking for is this Rams sec or this, this Rams defense in the second and third string units practicing against a guy. It, it is practice. I don't care what you guys say. Preseason is practice, uh, practicing against a guy who's more of a mobile quarterback. So that's going to be kind of interesting. Of course, now the NFC West isn't totally loaded up with mobile quarterbacks as really Russell Wilson's the only one that they have left. It used to be Kaepernick and Wilson, and so it was like a big deal for an NFC West team to be able to defend the mobile quarterback, but not so much anymore. And it seems like Russell Wilson, I mean, the Rams' defense just has his number, so not too much of a concern there. And looking down the schedule for the Rams, are not a whole lot of mobile quarterbacks. Of course, Carson Wentz probably being the best of those. And yeah, that includes Wilson. Shots fired by Sheriff Joe Baggs. Um, here, I'm kind of starting this little bit of a, a, an opinion piece, and... Uh, I'm not going to go like too absurd. I'm not going to say something crazy like, you know, I, I can't even think of anything crazy right now. Like something that like, like Jared Goff's going to break records, obviously. Like something like that. I'm not going to go too obnoxious, but just some opinions. I feel like I need to f- sprinkle in, just pepper on some, uh, some opinions here in Ram Showcase. And this is my big one right now. And what I've been telling people is, I don't think Aaron Donald's contract has anything to do with Khalil Mack's contract anymore. I think that that's out the window. Khalil Mack and the Raiders have not even been speaking with each other. So Aaron Donald, I don't think it has anything to do with that. At least the Rams and Aaron Donald are talking. Could Mack be waiting for Aaron Donald? Possibly. I don't think that's the case. And I don't expect at this point in time, it is August 1st, going on record as saying, I don't think Khalil Mack is going to play against the Rams in week one. I think that that's... That, that there's too far apart. Uh, basically what we're hearing is there's, there's no confidence on either side that a deal is going to get done soon. There's, there's just no word. They aren't even really talking. Apparently each side has declined and one offer from the other side. And that's all we know. But as far as Aaron Donald goes, we know that the talks are ongoing and the narrative now is that the Rams and Aaron Donald are close to a deal. So that that could happen very soon. Uh, and that a lot of people saying now that that deal is expected by the first uh, game of the season, which is against the Raiders. Uh, so that's kind of just my my side little my little side note opinion piece that I just don't think it has anything to do with it anymore. If they were both waiting for each other, somebody's got to sign first. Somebody has to. And Mac and the Raiders not even talking. Looks like it's going to be Aaron Donald to sign his big contract first. And I don't think Mac is going to be, especially with what it seems like Aaron Donald's asking for and what he's turned down already, it's looking like Khalil Mack is not going to make more than Aaron Donald. If I had to just lay it out there, I don't think that that's going to happen. Uh, really nothing to talk about in the rest of the West segment, so uh, I won't get too deep into that. I do have some notes here for some fan quesos, but of course I'm not going to talk about that right now. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop right into the fourth quarter breakdown. We have... Uh, the first game of the fourth quarter, the Rams take on the Chicago Bears right after they, they leave Detroit. So I'm not sure yet if they're going to go back to LA or if they're going to hang out in the area because 
it seems like going to be a long time away from home. Of course, you're going to be in Mexico, and then they're coming to Colorado, and then to Detroit and Chicago. So I'm not sure if there's going to be a lot of L.A. time for the players and the coaching staff and everybody else in that little span there uh, before returning home. But this game does take place on December 9th. This kickoff is at 10 a.m. L.A. time. This game will be on Fox. This is the 93rd meeting between the two, and the Rams do not have a good record against the Bears, 36-53-3 against the Chicago Bears. But I'm feeling pretty good about this one. I was going to lay that out there. Uh, my questions here is, is Trubisky really the answer for the Bears at quarterback? Uh, that's kind of yet to be seen. So far, we're seeing some good things from Trubisky, but he doesn't really have a lot of help around him. My next question here is, can Jordan Howard kind of expose the Rams' defense? Last year, the Rams were pretty poor against the run. But at the same time, now Wade Phillips has more of his kind of style of, of, of roster on the defensive side of the football and he's able to now pretty much man up everybody. Our worst corners right now look like Troy Hill and Kevin Peterson, who started games last year and looked really good in place of an injured Kayvon Webster, who's no longer with the team. Uh, but with that comes the ability to, you have five guys in coverage, and now you have uh, you know your other six able to play against the run, if that's the case. And an offensive line is five people, so... I mean, you guys do the math. Of course, there's other people in there. It could be a fullback, could be a tight end, anything like that. But with the talent that the Rams have, uh, as far as being able to get off blocks with guys like Aaron Donald and that that guy who can squeeze through the hole and blast a blast a running back in the in the backfield and Mark Barron, uh, and we'll see what the other players do. You know, who wins certain battles? That's something that we'll talk about next week as well. Position battles. Uh, and we'll see kind of how that plays out. But can jo- Jordan Howard, the Rams weren't very good against the run last year. What was it, 27th that they ranked against the run last year? It's not very good. Jordan Howard, uh, very talented back. I-, I wouldn't put him in the same bracket as guys like Gurley, but uh, he's definitely a- a- one of the upper upper tier guys. No, not not elite, but he could be, I, I would say. Uh, and this is the Rams' first game at Soldier Field since September 23rd, 2012. The Bears won that game 23-6. to So the Rams looking for some redemption as far as that goes. After that game, the Rams do return home against the Philadelphia Eagles on December 16th. This game kicks off at 5.20 p.m. prime time on NBC. This, is, this will be the 42nd matchup between the two teams. The Rams are down in the series right now uh, all time, 19-21-1. This game looks like it could have huge playoff implications. This game very well could be for the number one seed. It could very well be for a first round bye. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see how that pans out. Uh, but it's looking all signs right now point to this game being massive in terms of seeding for the playoffs. Uh, it's kind of hard to look at week 15 before preseason games have even started. Uh, but that's what we're going to be kind of dealing with because these are two very strong teams heading into the season. This is Wentz versus Goff, the second chapter. Of course, Wentz didn't play that entire game. The, the Rams were responsible for ending his season. Uh, I, I do believe he scored a touchdown on that play, but uh, then Nick Foles came in, looked pretty much like Nick Foles in the in the regular season, and then he basically looked like, you know, some good quarterback. I don't have any references for you guys there, but he looked really good in the, in the playoffs. Uh, but that's... You know, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure Wentz will still be playing. He's a tough guy. And Goff seems to just not get hurt. I, I don't want to jinx anything. I know if somebody's out there right now, it's probably Adrian going, you jinxed it. But uh, I don't really believe in that, first of all. And I think it's going to be fine. We're going to have Goff versus Wentz, the second chapter. Uh, and 
the my my only question here is uh can the Eagles maintain their success level? So uh now of course coming off the Super Bowl win in sidebar here, just a quick little one. I'm not gonna go too crazy here. I want just congrats to the Eagles fan base. Those are some pretty hardcore fans. We've all seen a Super Bowl win. I mean if if you're not at least like what is that, eighteen years old, you've at least lived in during the Rams Super Bowl victory. So uh, the Eagles fans, you got to be kind of happy for them, I guess, in certain ones. We'll, say, we'll put it that way. I, I know some Eagles fans who are just really cool dudes, super hardcore fans, and I'm happy for them. Can't lie. Uh, but can they maintain that success? So Carson Wentz being a mobile quarterback, we know what happens to mobile quarterbacks. They look really good for a few years and then kind of fizzle out, and not necessarily fizzle out, but kind of level off. You know, Cam Newton doesn't look like an absolute beast, unstoppable ridiculous guy at the quarterback position anymore he's mortal and so is this going to happen to Wentz is it going to happen this soon I don't think it would happen this soon that could be a couple years down the road maybe one or two uh, or it could just never happen Wentz could just be amazing and uh, I'm talking ridiculous right now who knows uh, next the Rams are back on the road at the Arizona Cardinals on December 23rd this game kicks off at 105 p.m. LA time on Fox this will be the 81st matchup with the 80th coming earlier in the season the Rams do lead the all-time series 39-38-2, and two. so the Rams could be up two games in the series, or it could be tied at the time that this game is played. Uh, my question here, which I know you guys are all wondering, who will be the quarterback at this point for the Arizona Cardinals? Will Sam Bradford still be healthy? Will Josh Rosen kind of do enough to earn some starts? The Arizona Cardinals this is going to be week 16. The, Rams, the Cardinals probably won't be fighting for any kind of playoff position. So it's very possible that the Rams play against Josh Rosen in this game and not Sam Bradford. And then, of course, the Rams won big uh, versus the Arizona Cardinals twice last year. Twice. They had big wins last year. But I kind of talked about that earlier uh, in my in my earlier breakdown of the first game with the Cardinals. So I didn't want to talk about that too much. And for the final game of the season, uh, the Rams do return home against the San Francisco 49ers. This one is on December 30th at 1.25 p.m. L.A. time. This game will be televised on Fox, and this will be the 139th matchup between the two, uh, which is the most the most games the 49ers have ever played against a single opponent, is the Rams. Uh, the record right now, the Rams are down 65-69-3. and three. And then, of course, the question has to be, will this game determine the NFC West? Is it really going to come down to this? I personally, I don't think so. I think at this point, the Rams are going to be pretty much locked in. Uh, I would hate to see them, you know, sit the starters again in a week 17 game against the 49ers because those 49ers fans just don't let that go that they beat the Rams second string and Jimmy G threw two interceptions against the Rams second string secondary. So, hey, whatever, whatever floats their boats, I guess, but I'm still not seeing it. I'm going to have to be convinced. I'm not yet. It's, I've never seen a six and 10 team hyped as much as these 49ers coming into this year. Uh, and then of course, uh, Jimmy G versus Jared G, the JG quarterback battle, part two, part one is expected earlier in the season. Of course, that week five game uh, at the San Francisco 49ers in prime time is what we're looking at. So uh, that is your fourth quarter breakdown. Uh, it's it's kind of I know it, it seemed like it kind of fell uh, a little bit and, and I'm not going to let you guys say it. I'm going to say it myself uh, because it's really difficult to look at storylines this far in advance for you know a week 15 game against the Eagles of course there are storylines there but who knows what's going to change during the season so 
Uh, also, make sure you guys uh, during the season on on right here on Ram Showcase, we break down these games pretty solid. We we look at the history of them, uh, and then of course on the uh, on the Ram Showcase Facebook page, we we let you know everything. Who's going to be commentating the game as soon as we get that information that I do believe comes out on Tuesdays. Uh, so we'll get that information to you and stuff. And then of course those those game breakdowns are way more in depth, way more exciting. So make sure you guys look out for those during the season. We will be doing a, a what to watch kind of segment and some kind of some, some position battles that you're going to want to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll do that next week, uh, heading into the Rams' pre-season, first preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens, who happens to be my vocalists' favorite team. So we're gonna have some. Some very mild trash talk because it's just preseason and I'll be completely real with you right now. I do not care if the Rams win. I do not care because I can't even tell you right now. I'm trying to think. I don't even remember any, any of the Rams opponents from last year's preseason. I know the Rams played the Chargers last year. I couldn't even tell you if we won that game or lost it. I have no idea what the Rams preseason record was last year. Um, I can tell you who impressed me and who didn't. Josh Reynolds looked absolutely incredible last year in the preseason, um, but that's that's why it's preseason. That's what that's what it is. It's practice, okay. So don't worry about if the Rams lose these. It's going to be fine. Uh, that's going to do it for the first half, though. Uh, on the other side, we've got fan quesos, so don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all of the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. And welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys follow Sports War Radio on Twitter. That's at Sports War Radio. Pretty simple. Sports War Radio, all one word. 
right after the at. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into our fan quesos. I've, I kind of got a decent amount of time here, so some of these I might go a little bit in depth on. We'll kind of see how it feels as I go on. Uh, this first one, though, comes from Robert. Can we trade AD? And if so, what could we get from it? That's a really good question. And, and right now, absolutely, the Rams could trade AD because at that point, it gives that team that would be trading for him all the control as far as what do they want to pay him, and they would be able to start their own negotiations. So, if, I mean, if the Rams signed him to an extension and then trade him, it would be much harder for to ask a team to take on your deal that you gave him than to say, here, you give him a deal. You know what I mean? So uh, as far as right now what the Rams can get for him, I would not be surprised at all. I, mean, I don't think it'd be too far-fetched to say if the Rams can get a first-round pick and then some. A first-round pick, I think, is it would be easy for Aaron Donald. You tell the league we want a first-round pick for Aaron Donald, I believe there would be at least 20 teams saying, all right, all right, well, I'm in, let's do this, and then try to you know figure out their cap after that. Uh, there is a lot of teams with plenty of cap space out there. So uh, what I wouldn't be surprised either is to see maybe kind of a switcheroo, like a second-round pick with you know a defensive lineman added in, something like that. But uh, I'm be completely real with you, Robert. Uh, I don't think that that's it's going to come to that. I think that we're just going to see a deal for for Aaron Donald on this team. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't I wouldn't be too concerned about what the Rams could potentially get in a trade, just because I don't think it's going to happen. Of course, I've said a lot of things I don't think are going to happen uh, this off season that have happened. I'm on record. I'm on record on Rams Showcase saying why would the Rams go after Ndamukong Sue? That doesn't make any sense. Well, here he is. I'm also on record saying it doesn't even make sense to trade for Aqib Tlaib. He's 32. What's the point? Uh, and he's here. So, I mean, take my word for what you want to, but this was a very difficult offseason to predict, okay? One guy, one guy in, like, the Facebook groups, I'm going to name him too, Eddie. He was the one saying all this stuff and saying, like, hey, let's go get Sue. I was like, what are you talking about, man? Stop it. And then we did. And then I just decided I was going to stop guessing on what's going to happen. I also said an Aaron Donald extension would be done in like March. It is no longer March. That's for sure. Uh, next question here comes from Brennan. How much do you think Aaron Donald deserves yearly and overall contract? I'm going to say Aaron Donald deserves about 25 million a year, 24, maybe, maybe, maybe closer to 24 a year. And I think that mainly what he's looking for, I don't think it's in what he's getting paid per year. I think it's more about the guaranteed money. Kind of like how Gurley got its solid chunk of guaranteed money. And this shows me right now, I mean, what we've seen these last few weeks with Brandon Cooks getting extended, Todd Gurley getting extended, is that the Rams no longer seem afraid to sign guys. They don't, they don't seem afraid to bring back their own talent. And uh, Aaron Donald, clearly best team or best player on the team, if not the entire NFL. So I think he deserves a, a solid chunk of change, and I will give him 24 a year if it was me. Um, Paul wants to know, who else is going to round out the backfield outside of Todd Gurley? Uh, my prediction as of right now, that is pre-preseason, uh, my prediction is that the number two running back will eventually, that, that spot is going to go to uh, John Kelly the rookie out of Tennessee. I think Kelly brings a lot to the table, and I think that on some teams, he is a starter. I think that he has that ability. Uh, but, of course, on this team, when you have 
probably what's the best running back in the NFL right now. Uh, he's not going to beat him out, but I think he'll be a good number two. Uh, it's not to say that Malcolm Brown is not going to get his snaps. I don't think it'll be a lot. I think he's going to get less looks than last year uh, because of Kelly, but I think that it'll be Gurley, and then behind him will be Kelly, and then Brown. After that, I don't expect, as of right now, I can't stress that enough because I know somebody's going to come and message me about this. Uh, I can't stress enough. I don't think Justin Davis is going to make the roster. I'm going to do my roster cut predictions probably in about three weeks, uh, but that's because I need to see some preseason games. I'll, I'll wait until I see three preseason games. I'll give it three, and then after that, so I think four weeks out, uh, that's when I'll do my cut predictions. And then, of course, after the cuts do go through, before week one, I will give you It'll be like kind of right after the cuts. I'll give you guys my my uh, my depth chart prediction, and we'll go through that. I might just do a, a special individual show just for depth chart predictions. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm looking right now. Gurley, Kelly, Brown is what I'm looking at for the backfield. Uh, Ram, Paul wants to know: Will the Rams miss Ogletree or Quinn? I think if the Rams are going to miss one of these players, I really do think it's going to be Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. You know, he didn't look good great. He didn't look good all year last year, but near the end of the year, he looked a lot better. And I think he's going to do really well with the Dolphins. And I think that's going to be the one that we're like, man, we traded him? What are we like on certain plays? But overall, I don't think we're going to really miss either of them, if I'm being completely honest with you, Paul, uh, just because we've got some young guys in here who are super talented. Of course, you know, we've been living on potential players for a while. And we've kind of reached a point where we don't need potential anymore. We just need people to produce. And unfortunately, that's that's where we're back at with the linebacker position, just because you have young guys like Samson Abukam, Corey Littleton, Matt Longacre, uh, and then, of course, the rookies, you know, Obo Okoronkwo, Micah Kaiser, guys like that that have potential, but we're it's yet to be seen uh, if they're going to be able to produce big time when games are played. Uh, so this next question comes from Lance. How soon is too soon to talk about the playoff ramifications for the Rams? Uh, I think it's always too soon. I think if you always are looking at just the playoffs, then you miss out, first of all, on some really good things that happen in, in the regular season. I, I, for one, maybe this is because of the Rams' recent history in the last, you know, 15 or so years. But I, you know, I don't think that the, the regular season is to be thrown out once the playoffs start. I think that amazing things can happen. Uh, I, I think that if you only look at, you know, if you only level success based on what you do in the playoffs and what you do uh, in, the, in the Super Bowl as far as rings go, then you're missing out on a lot of things. If rings are the only things that matter, then Eric Dickerson's single game or single season rushing record doesn't matter. You know, his two first seasons in the NFL don't matter because he didn't win a ring. If you only look at those, then nothing Steven Jackson did his entire career matters, even though he's the all-time leading rusher for the Rams. You know, so so I think it's always too soon. Uh, until you get there, uh, until you actually lock in your spot, then you can kind of look at it. But I think you're just missing out if you go if you only look at the playoffs. What is the point of watching the regular season if the only thing you you level success you you base success off of is is what a team does in the playoffs and what they do as far as rings. I think that that's a very narrow way to look at football. And I just, maybe it's just me. I just enjoy football. I watch the preseason. I know those games don't matter. I watch every single one of them, at least the Rams, and then all the others that I can. But, uh, you know, I think that 
the too many people are kind of looking at it as like if you don't win a ring, you you failed. You failed the season. But amazing things can happen. Each game is very important, and not just from you know statistics and and all that stuff. Uh, but it's it's they're they're played for a reason. They, if if games didn't matter, they wouldn't play them. Um, even you know a week seventeen game against two teams that only have three wins apiece. You know they they still play those games, so they matter and. To me, it's still football, and to me, I'm always going to watch it, and I think it's still important, no matter what your record looks like. You know, even the Rams sitting going into the final week of the season at 1-14, I still sat and watched that whole Week 17 game, I'll tell you that, because it's just football, and I love it. It doesn't matter that the Rams weren't going to go to the playoffs. It was my team. It was the Rams. I didn't care, uh, and I'm trying to find a way to like really put this into words so that everybody can understand exactly what I'm saying. Um it's just that I just don't think that that should be the only thing that you base success off of. Amazing things can happen in the regular season. Amazing plays can happen in the regular season. Uh, amazing anything can happen in the regular season. I think that those games are very, very awesome. And I don't want to say just important. They're just awesome. It's just it's fun to watch. To me, it's all football. And if the Rams don't get to the playoffs, I'm still going to be a Rams fan. I think that's my main point is, you know, it doesn't matter what the Rams do success-wise. I'm still going to be a huge Rams fan. But if they go on it, of course it's more fun when they're winning. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, it sucks when the Rams win, but I, I just think it's, it's, it's fun to always watch. And so I will say it's always too soon, Lance. This next one comes from Brennan. Uh, what sort of impact can Peters and Tlaib provide for our secondary this year? Uh, so far, what it's looking like Peters and Tlaib have been basically total bros. And, I don't care what you say, JJ, and everybody else. You, we all had a little bit of concern about their personalities coming in and somewhat clashing. You can say, you can say it till you're blue in the face that you're like, oh no, I never had a concern because of Wade Phillips or because of Charlotte, Bay, whatever it happens to be. You're lying. There was a little tiny part of you, even if it was just for a second, that was like, oh crap, what if they don't like each other? What if they don't get along? What if it, what if it's a whole thing? What if something happens? What there's a whole lot of what ifs, but what's cool is there that none of that happened. They're total bros now. Uh, they're they're roommates. Akeem Talib is basically taking taking Peters and the rest of the second year kind of under his wing. He's being their mentor, and I think that that's absolutely incredible. Uh, so for as far as the impact, I think that uh, aside from just their play abilities for for Talib, I'm not too. I don't want to say that I'm not confident in his abilities on the field, but he's 32 years old. We need to be prepared for him to get burned maybe once or twice or to to kind of have those plays where he just kind of you can't physically do it. You know, near the end of the season, maybe there's something going on and he just he's a little slow at something. Maybe something. We have to be prepared for that because he's 32 years old. Uh, but for Tlaib, I think it's more of a leadership thing with Tlaib. He's not being a jerk which is cool. We'll see. I mean, winning cures everything in a locker room. So if the Rams are winning, I'm really not concerned about it. But uh, as far as Peters, I think he's more of an example guy. So Tlaib is the the leader kind of kind of dude who takes everybody under his wings and, and teaches them like really about the cornerback position. And Peters is the one who, instead of sitting back saying like, hey, this, you know, maybe look for this. This guy likes to do this. Peters is going to go out there and do it. And then everybody else is going to see him making plays and want to make plays also. So they both have their place in this secondary. And, you know, I've seen reports from camp say that uh, 
say that the, this secondary has more chemistry than it has in years. So that's, I mean, super positive to hear as well. And it, that's the reason that that's even better is because of how stacked the Rams secondary actually is. So, I mean, the, just the starting five, you look at Tlaib, Peters, Mikel Roby Coleman, John Johnson, and then Joyner. I mean, that's a strong starting five in the secondary. You look below that, you got Sam Shields, you've got, you know, Troy Hill, you've got Kevin Peterson, some very talented players, even deep. So, uh, the chemistry part is, I think, awesome. And I think that all starts with Tlaib and Peters being those guys who are the flashy ones, maybe the obnoxious ones, maybe the guys who will get some penalties here and there. Uh, but I think it's all, it's all good. I think it's, we're sitting at the, in a very good spot this year in the secondary for the Rams. Next one from Brandon. Will Jimmy Garoppolo be able to throw over 300 in either of the two games this year? I'm going to go ahead. You know, I, I, I want to say no, just because it's Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners. Uh, I'm going to say that he does it one time and it's kind of like a shootout style game, kind of like the Rams did last year. Their first game against the, the 49ers was the, the, yellow versus black you know that game uh i mean that was kind of a shootout what the rams win 41 39 i believe was the score of that one so i think that that might happen in one of these games but if i had to guess it would be the first game be the week five not the week 17 uh phoebus wants to know or his question is uh, please break down the cap hits uh, year by year for cooks and Gurley. I saw something about Cooks up to 20-plus mil for 2019. All right, Phoebus, you you, you got it, man. Uh, let's see here. We'll look at Todd Gurley first. Uh, he is under contract through 2023. Uh, 2018, this year, he'll make $7.2 million. Next year, in 2019, $9.2 million. After that, his extension actually hits. And in 2020, the year of the new stadium, he'll be sitting at $17.2 million after that goes down to $13.2 million. Uh, that year, after the 2021 season, the Rams do have a potential out of this contract if they want it. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but at that point, there would only be $4.2 million in dead cap if Todd Gurley was cut after 2021. In 2022, Todd Gurley is due $14.2 million. That's his cap hit. And then in 2023, 10.4. And in that before that season, the Rams do not carry any dead cap if they do choose to move on from Todd Gurley after the 2022 season. Uh, some interesting note here, Spotrac has uh, Todd Gurley's market value at $8.4 million a year. What he's actually making under this new extension is 14.3. So Spotrac uh, missed that one and you can't blame him. Can't blame him there. I think that that was a very difficult one to predict and uh, Todd Gurley making some cash for sure. Brandon Cooks, though, what you are alluding to, no more so in your question, 2018, this year, he'll only make $5.4 million, only $5.4 million, as opposed to what uh, what most of us are making. 2019, up to $20.3 million. That is true, Phoebus. You nailed that one. Uh, after that, though, tw- uh, 2020, the year of the new stadium, jumps up a little bit more, $21.9 million cap hit for uh, Brandon Cooks. Then it drops down a little bit to 13.4 in 2021 2022 sees 14.4 and 2023 sees 14 million you know Spotrac has hid has his market value at 15.5 million dollars a year where he will actually be averaging 16.2 so a little undershooting there from Spotrac. but yeah uh, yeah so i mean 2020 
is going to be an expensive year for Cooks and for Gurley. 17.2 and 21.9 for those two players. Very solid question, though. And yeah, that is something that we will have to look at uh, as the years roll on, is how much the Rams are spending on these specific players. Because uh, that will come into the cap situation, of course. Uh, Phoebus wants to know, who is your way-too-early mock draft pick for 2019? And Phoebus, I feel like I feel like you know that I don't do mock drafts, but uh, let me think here. You know what? I don't even know, man. I, I this I'm gonna have to totally pass on this question. I have not done I've done zero research for this. Maybe if you ask me like week eight or nine, I'll give you one. But right now, I'm not gonna touch a mock draft. Uh, I am not one of those websites. I'm not a website. Actually, I'm just a podcast. I'm not one of those podcasts. That's going to give you uh, mock drafts a year before and a whole season to be played college and NFL. So I'm not going to do it, Phoebus. I'm very sorry, but I'm not going to do it. Also, I don't know any players who are coming out. If I knew, like, if I had a solid understanding of, of like, a solid group of guys who were definitely coming out next year, I, I mean, I don't know 32 guys who were guaranteed. So that's that's my problem there. This next one here comes from Tice. Right now, safeties haven't really had a market this offseason. You think the Rams could have signed LaMarcus Joyner for less than $11 million, Or do you think that he would have had a market? So $11 million is roughly what the what LaMarcus Joyner will be making under the franchise tag, which he will be playing under this year. The Rams did miss the deadline. Well, I don't know if they missed the deadline or just kind of ignored the deadline. Um, but no, I, th- I actually I've been saying that I think that he was that he was going to be worth about ten a year is is what my guess was, and that very well could be why there was no extension because he could have been like you know what you can sign me to to this new deal and I'll make a little less so let's just do it next year kind of thing let, let me make my money let me make my eleven it could have been I have no idea I'm just kind of spitballing here but. Uh, no, I, I do think that it could have been less than $11 million if the Rams just would have instead given him maybe a four- or five-year contract. It could have averaged less than $11 million for him. Uh, this next one comes from Jason. Can you give any updates on how our rookies are doing in camp, especially about Trayvon Young, uh, who is from my neck of the woods, Des Moines, Iowa, and also Jerry the King Lawler's nephew, Justin Lawler. So Justin Lawler, I have heard some some positive things on Justin Lawler, not overly positive things on Justin Lawler. Again, Jason, I'm not there at camp, so I, they, I'm I'm going off secondhand knowledge here, uh, and just things that I've seen, you know, online and and all that. But uh, I've heard good things about Justin Lawler. I haven't necessarily heard bad things about Justin Lawler. Just only a couple of good things, if that makes any sense. As far as Young, haven't heard anything on Young. To be completely honest. Um, one thing that I will say is that it looks like, it looks like, uh, Kaiser is looking, looking decent and that he's, he looks like he's progressing well. Uh, but unfortunately, man, I, I, I don't have any information on Trayvon Young. Um, that's very possible that, that again this year, uh, maybe I can work on that this week. It's just really difficult with my schedule. I, I work, you know, more than 40 hours. It's not a whole lot more than 40 hours a week, but I do work more than 40 hours a week. And I am in school right now, full-time student, full-time employee, uh, and also doing the show and stuff like that. So I don't really have too much time to um, to dig into getting other people on the show. But if it's possible, maybe I will do that for next week's show. Kind of give uh, get somebody who's who's been at camp a lot. Uh, maybe I could reach out to. I'm just going to name drop again. I'll just do. Maybe I could reach out to Rockstar 
and uh, maybe he can come on and get, give us a little bit of insight from you know a perspective with his own eyeballs what he's seeing uh, from these guys and uh, we can make sure that the focus is on rookies for you. Uh, I'll see if I can work that out. I'm, I can't guarantee that. Uh, again, very busy schedule. That's uh, one of the reasons I feel like Ram Showcase has kind of been like not necessarily like slowing down or anything because I'm here with you guys, obviously, but I feel like we're kind of plateauing a little bit just because I'm trying to make it through school, man. I'm trying to do school. School is my number one priority right now. Um, next one here comes from MJ. What dog breed is Blythe and Shields? So Blythe and Shields. I, I, I'm a big fan of Blythe. I think most of you guys know that by now if you listen to me every every week. Um, Blythe to me is probably I'm gonna just, I'm gonna say he's probably better if not the same exact talent wise as John Sullivan. I think that he's there. I think that he's a very strong player and I think that Blythe is actually my pick to uh, go ahead and, and take on Jamon Brown's starting role for those two games. Again, as of right now, can't stress that enough. I gotta, I gotta wait till I see some preseason games. But right now, I would pencil in Blythe uh, personally. But as far as his dog breed goes, he's an American bully man. American bully. I think for obvious reasons, um, he's not not necessarily the biggest guy in the universe, but he's real strong. And I think that you know everything else, <laughs> everything about him, man. I, I I'm a big fan of Austin Blythe for sure. Uh, Sam Shields, your next one here. Sam Shields is getting a lot of attention right now, and I absolutely love it. I think that you know if you haven't read the uh, the ESPN a little little bit on Sam Shields or the 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 little part that the Rams.com did, uh, you can check those out. I think that they're very solid. It kind of just tells the story of Sam Shields, and 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 Sam Sam Shields is an awesome guy, man, awesome guy, and he's just he's just trying to make it out here, which is really cool. But uh, as far as his dog breed. Uh, he's super athletic, super smart. So obviously, he's also not the biggest guy in the universe. So I'm obviously going with a border collie for Sam Shields. Smart, athletic. I think that's a no-brainer. MJ wants to know. I know it's early, but are you impressed with anybody so far in camp? How about disappointed? So far, uh, I I would say it's too soon to be disappointed by anybody in camp. Uh, and I look way more towards the the preseason games because those are the games where people actually you know they go out there every single play uh, some some of these guys especially they're trying to make the team they're trying to show that they can they can contribute on this roster and stick around for a long time uh, so I look more towards those games as far as camp goes I would say that Shields is the is the one that I'm really pointing out that that is the that is impressive you know what I mean. Sam Shields, I mentioned it as soon as we signed him. This could be kind of like a catch and release kind of thing. We we sign him, see what he's got, and then could be cut. It's not looking like that's going to happen. It looks like Sam Shields is you know doing his thing, playing some football. So, so I'll go with that. Uh, disappointed though, I would be able. I'll answer that one. I'll see if I'm disappointed by anybody besides Sean Mannion, because I know I'm going to be disappointed by Sean Mannion. It's just kind of what happens. If you're not disappointed by Sean Mannion when he plays, you're not watching the same games I am. Because that guy's a bummer. And I don't mean to like just like down a Rams player, but he, he doesn't go through his reads. He has poor pocket presence. He looks at one guy, throws it whether he's open or not, or he just takes the sack. I just I, I just don't see it in Manion. I don't think he's got that it factor. Uh, next one here from MJ. I've got a bold prediction for you. Jared Goff will be in the top three of total passing yards this year. Ooh, that's a good one, man. I, I think... 
I don't think that that's that far-fetched, to be completely honest. Okay, you got to look at the guys who are going to be in the running for this. I don't think that Kirk Cousins is going to do it because Pat Shermer is now not the offensive coordinator of the Vikings, and I think that their offense is going to take a, a pretty decent hit. Uh, Drew Brees is going to be on that list for sure. Uh, people are saying Garoppolo. I don't think that he's going to be in that list. Um, really, we're looking at, I'm looking at Breeze. Breeze is like the one that I'm looking at because he just drops 5K seasons like, like it's nothing. So I, I think that your, your bold prediction of Jared Goff being in the top three total passing yards, I don't think that that's that bold, to be completely honest with you. It's, it's bold. I'll say it's, it's bold, but I don't know if it's that bold considering who the Rams have. Their offensive line, same five starters coming back from last year. Only one wide receiver changing, and that's going from Sammy Watkins to Brandon Cooks. You got Todd Gurley in the backfield, who's an awesome weapon out, out of the backfield. Uh, Everett, Gerald Everett, second-year tight end, who seems to be, uh, according to reports, looking really solid in uh, in camp and could develop into a really strong you know, red zone target. So I don't think it's too far-fetched, to be completely honest with you. The, those are my thoughts on your on your bold prediction. Is that I don't know if it's bold enough. Maybe we could do. I'll, I'll I can do some bold predictions in the next few weeks during preseason. We can get into that too. Uh, Deshaun wants to know: Can Goff be better than Kurt Warner? I <laughs> I make a lot of Rams fans angry with my assessment on Kurt Warner. I don't think Kurt Warner was the reason anything was going for the Rams. Um. Kurt Warner with the Rams had Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, and uh, a, a solid defense and won the Super Bowl. He went over to the New York Giants, didn't have uh, star receivers, didn't really have to, like a running game that was super potent, uh, and didn't have the, the back catching the football out of the backfield all the time, and uh, he was benched. Then he goes over to the Arizona Cardinals, has Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald, Edron James, and a, again, a solid defense, and goes to the Super Bowl again. I don't think it was Kurt Warner doing things. I think Kurt Warner, let me put it this way, I think Kurt Warner is a great leader. I do not think he is as good a football player as everybody says he is. And I know that Rams fans hate that assessment, uh, but it's just my honest assessment. I think that I think Kurt Warner was just in some some really good situations. But again, I do think he's a great leader. And in his time with the Giants, I would say that that's, that's an, uh, there's other examples there. Like when Eli Manning wasn't doing well and Kurt Warner got put into the game. He said afterwards, don't ever put me in the game again like that. Don't put me in the game because he's struggling. He needs to learn. I think little things like that. It's like, yeah, he wasn't necessarily crushing it for the Giants, but he was showing that he can be a really strong leader. So... I think that Goff can be better than Warner, and I, I say that because I don't think that that's a necessarily a hard bar to clear. Kurt Warner, again, I can't stress it enough. I don't I like. I don't hate the guy or anything. I mean, even though he does totally claim Cardinals before he claims Rams, uh, but I think that the Jared Goff, I think he's more. I think his arm is more talented than Kurt Warner's. Uh, this last one here comes from Fernando. Will Donald be in camp by the deadline on the eighth? If Donald misses any games this season, including preseason, what are the fines per game? So uh, I do not have the fines per game uh, in front of me. I do believe it's somewhere around one hundred and twenty thousand. I think I think I might be a little high. I would have to look that one up, Fernando. Uh, the deadline is actually the seventh uh, for him to get an accrued season. But you know, we've kind of talked about that. A couple people have mentioned mentioned that deadline, but. 
right now, all signs say that the Rams and Aaron Donald aren't really worried about that. Uh, if he becomes a, a restricted free agent, I, I kind of mentioned it last week that I think it plays into the Rams' hands. But the more I thought about it, I think it more plays into Donald's hands. So I think that the Rams would be the ones that would be more on the side of urgent as far as getting a deal done before that happens, before he would knock at his fourth accrued season in his rookie contract and become an RFA. Because at that point, a team can offer him a stupid amount of money. And if the Rams just can't afford to match it or just don't want to match it, then he moves on. Uh, the Rams do get something in return for that, so it's not terrible for the Rams. But I do think it plays into into uh, Donald's hands a little bit more to become a restricted free agent. But right now it's looking like both sides, neither side, uh, is too worried about that deadline, and they're still just going to keep on working towards a deal whether that deadline passes or not. So uh, it is coming up soon. Of course, that deadline will pass by the time you hear from me again, which will be next Wednesday, which is, what is that, the 8th? Yeah, the 8th. So that deadline will be will be passed, and we will definitely discuss that, as well as we will also discuss the uh, the the Rams at Ravens preseason game. We'll go into some matchups to watch, some kind of maybe some minor storylines to watch, uh, position battles for sure, and yeah, we'll just kind of go from there, and we'll get a solid little show for you guys next week heading into preseason. This is the second to last time you'll hear from me before we actually watch some Rams football, which is going to be super awesome. I can't. I can't wait. It's been a very long time. I feel like this offseason went really fast. I know I, I posted that on Facebook and people were like, what are you talking about? This took forever. But I feel like it kind of went fast for me. I feel like we just had the draft not that long ago. So I don't know. Maybe I'm alone there. I feel like I'm alone there. One one other person was like, yeah, dude, totally. It went fast. So um, that is going to do it for me, though right here on Ram Showcase. Make sure you guys follow all the Ram Showcase social media. It's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can also follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. There is, I did want to let you guys, or let one person know, in a, I guess in a wide way, um, I did not forget about you, the winner of the trivia question. I am just now finally settling in in my move turns out when you're moving and working full-time and in school full-time it's real difficult to get stuff done so i'm finally settled in i will get that sent out to you this week so i just want to let you know Uh, you know who you are put it that way um you can also just add me as a friend on facebook if you would like uh you can search joe branham or sheriff joe bags i also um i just today i shared one of my own posts uh, onto the Ram Showcase Facebook page, so you can find me there. Um, you can add me, you can talk football with me, and you can enjoy all my hilarious posts, because I am one funny guy. So, uh, that is going to do it for me. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, my thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.